We are two best friends talking about life inside and outside of the gym as women, daughters, sisters, aunties, coaches, and friends. We will tackle topics ranging from the nervous system, divorce, body image, and dating in your 40s. We also like to nerd out on the inner workings of the heart, mind, and body. All content, opinions, and ideas are taken from our 47 years of combined coaching experience and is not medical advice. We don't apologize for being strong or believing we can change the world. We don't take ourselves too seriously around here, and we invite you to do the same. Okie dokie. So here we are again, sitting across from one another. Having another podcast. Still changing the world. One hard conversation at a time. Yeah. Yep. Although that last podcast, that was not a hard conversation. That was no, fun. that was very fun. Mm-hmm. It was, and most of the time, we've got a little bit of that mixed in to all of them, right? There's some. But if you haven't watched it or listened to it, it's about online dating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one is not about online. dating. We are dating. not going to talk about online dating. Although I feel like maybe we should do a part two. Yeah, I do too. And I feel like there's a lot of other things that we could talk about. Yes, yes, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Um, well, welcome back to the Dear Life I'm In podcast. Yes. I am Chantal Dayton. And I am Lou Crenshaw. Yes, we are best friends, business partners. Um, in this season of life, we are also roommates. Yes, we've um, said in this season of life for really I long know. And if you're wondering why, go back and watch the <laughs> online dating yeah, podcast. <laughs> It's called Change Your Filters. Yes, uh, yes. So what are we going to talk about today? Uh, today we're going to talk about, I feel like, one of the coolest things that we do. Yeah. We do a lot of really cool things. Um, and we run workshops. We have an all-women's gym here in Southern Oregon. Um, inside of this gym, we have weekend workshops. We have week-long workshops we have five-day workshops and self-defense yeah we do self-defense stuff yeah kids stuff we've got some teen teens Mm -hmm. young girls teens yeah yeah and so we didn't just arrive here (laughs) in this beautiful space (laughs) with all of the machines and uh with a line out the door with women ready uh to sign up for a gym membership like yeah this was never a part of the plan. No, because I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the plan, the plan was that we will never have our own gym. <laughs> never. It I was. I do not. I, I did. Was I remember? I do not want to lay another warehouse space with four foot by six foot three quarter of an inch thick rubber mats stall mats that for those of you that know fingers for they weigh like over a hundred pounds oh my gosh and you just gotta drag them and then you gotta try to cut them to make them fit i mean i never wanted Mm -hmm. to do that Mm -hmm. ever again yeah yeah and I didn't even know, I didn't even know what that was like because when I joined forces with you, it wasn't, I was like a barefoot skinny hippie running around in my PJs all day on a hardwood floor teaching karate. So this wasn't anything. Did you just call yourself a hippie? Yeah, just because sometimes like karate people are kind of considered hippies. I would definitely hippies, say just... you are as far from a hippie as... <laughs> I'm more hippie than you are. 
They they just kind of get the uh, okay. the new agey, you know, gotcha. like yin and yang. Gotcha. And, okay. And that okay that kind of gotcha. stuff. That and not talking about like recycling or yeah. You know, okay. Uh, yeah. You like, were you wore deodorant and yes yes yes. You took showers most definitely. Yeah. Um, but I was barefoot all all the time, almost yeah. all day long. So when you talk about uh, that, you never wanted to uh, mat a floor again in a warehouse with these I did not have a clue as to what you even were like equating that to and it's like it was it's awful <laughs> it's like carrying or dragging I can only assume dragging around how many mats are in this in this gym I don't even know how many a lot like 50 60 dead bodies seven I think there was like 74 something like that yeah, yeah. that yeah. you couldn't you can't hold under the arms you just have to literally pinch the end <laughs> under the of arms the of the dead body of a dead body <laughs> yeah you can like yeah. lift under they have armpits these mats do not have armpits <laughs> no they so you don't. just kind of have to grab the end and pinch and pull but then Ugh. I think it was you or me or someone else had this brilliant idea we had this huge like two by four board and we laid the mat was that you that was me of course it was you you're so innovative my brain does <laughs> not work like that sometimes I'm I'll do something and I'm thinking okay I'm gonna channel Chantel's ingenuity and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but then we just laid the stall mat over the piece of wood and then drug the wood and then the mm. mat wasn't on the floor no and I'm thinking this is the eighth building eight yeah. Yeah. eight buildings that I have laid floors that I have laid down mats eight on gyms. thousands Lou Crenshaw, eight gyms eight WTF that's a lot of gyms sis. I know well I don't know I think sometimes you don't think things are going to grow and then they grow faster than you know what to do with them and Gosh. then you're can I just say like I remember you saying this to me you and we've been in business together for going on eight years now yeah yeah, so. yeah, about eight like years. Yeah, and I remember you saying that once your gym, when you first started, uh, you know, your gym, mm -hmm. how it would grow, mm -hmm. and then you would need to move out of the place that you were living, mm -hmm. like not the place that you had like uh, your business in, mm -hmm. but you had to move out of the place that you were living in, so that you can have more money for rent for your business. Yeah, could save money to pay for the rent of the gym because you still had the same amount of members mm -hmm. in the gym at the time but then knowing okay well it's probably within the next few months it will grow but mm -hmm. who knows maybe it won't yeah it always did though you moved the gym and it doubled in size it's just kind of what happened mm -hmm. uh but i remember you saying that and i yeah. was like man that was just like where i i mean there were a lot of moments where i knew i was like this girl is she's the real deal because it was it was like the vision wasn't about comfort you know it wasn't about how how great and cushy and th like you could make your life it was just like no I can I can make this sacrifice and not in this like self-deprecating you know like mm -hmm. what however you know way where it's like oh like look what I'm doing where it wasn't that it was like no this is actually just what needs to be done mm. in order for this baby to grow yeah and so but I remember you telling me that and I was like dude she's rad like oh, just thanks. the amount of sacrifice that you have made to get to where you were in the CrossFit world and now 
even the things like of sacrifice and risk for the bigger dream that um, that I've learned from you. And that is sometimes leaving the things that you absolutely loved and what you knew behind. Yeah. So not because those things failed or because they weren't going your way, but just something shifts and ironically, yeah. we are going to talk about a program that right we have. Yep, um, but called think, Shift. Think, I'd like to say something about that because I I do think that it is really mm -hmm. important to know that. Obviously, we're about to talk about it, but for me, I I loved running a gym, but it was always more about the amazing things that you saw happening in the lives of people that made those sacrifices totally worth it, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the bigger deadlift. It wasn't about the weight loss. It wasn't about the smaller pant size. For me, those were byproducts and they were great, but it was really watching you know, women gain more confidence or men realize that they are really talented at something and then taking the risk in their life or watching marriages that were falling apart be restored and mm -hmm. kids watching their parents exercise and creating, you know, lifelong habits that they're watching. And so for me, it was always the humanity part of the gym mm -hmm. that was always the most important thing to me, watching people challenge themselves and do something in the gym that they didn't know that they could do which would automatically translate into going out in the world and doing things that they didn't know they could do because it automatically translated. You didn't have to try to make it translate. You didn't have to tell them, hey, if you get stronger like this, then when you go into this situation, it's going to be so much easier because mm -hmm. it's not necessarily going to be easier, but you're going to have a level of confidence and wherewithal to know that you can struggle mm -hmm. and stay in it a little bit longer. So for me, it was always, like you said, it was never, oh my gosh, I have to do this. It was more along the lines of, what if I don't do this? Mm -hmm. If I don't do this and we stay right here, we're busting at the seams. Somebody's going to get hurt, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and okay. So what if we get a little bigger? What if we move into another gym? Uh, and, and how can we do that? Mm -hmm. And that was before, that was before you and I had yeah, we met each other. Friends. Yeah. yeah. I already sold my CrossFit gym when mm -hmm. you and I became friends. Yeah. And so then when you look at even when you were coaching me in, in CrossFit, cause there was a season where you came back to the gym that you sold and, um, and then I was a member there and you coached some classes and there were, there was definitely that, that level of, uh, of depth to your coaching that wasn't normal, you know, and it, it challenged, like you said, it wasn't like just doing it or not doing it. It didn't come down to that. It was like, well, no, you can do it. Why are you not doing it? You know? Yeah. And it was like, well, I actually don't believe that I can. Well, okay. Well, what, what does that stem from? Right. And so there were, there was this depth that you would go so quickly in an hour class in CrossFit and then you'd leave questioning, you know, what the hell you're doing with your life. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, and then you, you know, let's go on the flip side here where you, when, when I, I remember when I first asked you what you did, you're like, oh, I teach kids karate. <laughs> Which was true. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> but then I took some of your classes and I, I didn't know the 
the power of punching and kicking and that sort of expression and what that did inside of a human or watching, you know, somebody go through a kata and the things that you were teaching about integrity and, you know, every month you'd have that topic that you were talking about and then teaching. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I wasn't the only one just like doing fitness things, (laughs) you know, which, which then led us to obviously starting camp 17 and, you know, doing some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I remember there was a day where you just said to me, we, we were, we had one of our camp 17 classes mm-hmm. and which was a eight week program that we ran. We were renting space over at the gym next door. And I remember you said to me, it was the night cause we had a night group and we had a morning group and the night group was going to go first. And then the next morning we were going to have the other group. And I remember you saying, will you just let me run? Cause usually we sort of had a, I would we had say a structure. Routine. We had structure yeah. that we were going to do, and it wasn't always the same. But you just said, "I just need for you to. I just need for you to like let me just run with tonight and do whatever happens." I did. You have a dream about this, or did you just like think about it? One like you just. I had- I actually it was it was it was kind of a wild. I remember it wasn't like a vision. It wasn't something, but it was definitely like in my heart where I felt this excitement that I didn't actually know what was going to happen, but I knew the class was going to lead me in a direction that I just needed to be willing to follow. Yeah. Like I needed to abandon what I thought needed to happen. Yeah. Or what normally happened. Yeah. Yeah. And in the order that it needed to happen in. Mm -hmm. And I had all of these and it was, it was, I had an idea and then as I was trying to plan out the idea within the hour and a half that I had with these ladies, I, because it was kind of like my night because it was a, it was a topic that I took and then I yeah. did the physical part, right, with the, the movement and then I did the teaching at the board and so I knew that there was some leeway already outside of the the structure that we did already have. But I remember how like seriously you looked at me and yes. said, I just need you to let me run with tonight mm-hmm. and do whatever is going to happen. And I remember being terrified. <laughs> yeah, just I to do. fly by the seat. Because I was like, we had these ladies because they, they paid a good mm-hmm. amount of money to come mm-hmm. and... I knew that in order to make this great, I needed to abandon all the things that I thought needed to happen. Mm -hmm. And it was like this voice, like in, it wasn't even in my head. It was like in my heart Mm. where I was like this. And I needed to communicate that to you, obviously, in however Mm -hmm. I could without like freaking you out. Like, hey, just stay out of the way for a little bit out of the way and just watch me work (laughs) yeah yo (laughs) you know because we watch me work (laughs) (laughs) and so I do I remember it being um this uh truth and lies is was the day Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking like okay there are there are lies that are that are far away from us that we see that we battle you know that we can actually see with our with our open eyes that we just get kind of fed up with and then as there are lies that are a little bit closer that we may have accepted as like our identity and who we are and in whatever it be with our ourselves Mm -hmm. or just our relationships that we're in yeah Yeah. and then there's the ones that we don't even know that are lies that are so close to us that we have that have been spoken over over us since we were little or somewhere along the way we have accepted them as truth Mm -hmm. and so 
we then just the subconscious part of our minds that just yes. is from that place. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And so I, I remember thinking of all those different stages mm -hmm. and I'm like, there is some physical expression or where they can feel with their bodies how confusing this can be. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like, okay, I need to take away some senses. We're gonna mm -hmm. take away their eyes. We're not gonna let them see things. We're gonna have them hit things with their eyes closed and then they're gonna do this. And then I'm did like- Did they have blindfolds or did we, we just have we them didn't close We didn't have blindfolds. Eyes. Yeah, okay. Nope, because it was like, it was literally like, remember it was like 15 minutes before mm -hmm. class had started. Yes. They were there and I was, yeah, yeah. I, I remember this so well. And then, we, at that point in time, we kind of had two rooms that we were working with, mm -hmm. um, three, including the classroom. And um, so I remember in one room, we had all these punching bags set up. And then in the other room, we had these other punching bags set up where I was going to have them go in there and take these sticks and just beat the crud out of these bags mm -hmm. with, it wasn't really like a stick. It was like that flexible PVC. It was like a bendy plumbers. PVC. Yeah. Yeah. And so it definitely had some I think they weren't to it. as bendy as they are now because there was a couple of them that broke. That busted. Yeah. Yes. And we were using them for PVC, something else. PVC shrapnel in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but your eyes were closed, so everything's okay. Yeah. No, don't think so. Um, so we, uh, I was like, I, I want them to, you know, my background in martial arts, I can ask people to yell and to quote, ki and it's not weird yeah. right because it's one i'm very confident in walking somebody through the process because it can be very strange teaching someone how to yell mm -hmm. and i didn't know how to do it <laughs> yeah and so over the years of teaching you know from little kids all the way to adults i know like the process of giggles that kind of come mm -hmm. up and and so <laughs> i know like where it all comes from their throat <laughs> or and and so i knew that teaching them how to yell would be really important as well because just that that connection to power and release is so incredible and so i had them hit things with their eyes closed and then we went into the other room and the lights were off and there was only light coming in from the outside and and then having them just like we played the music really loud and then they would just all yell at the same yeah, time to yeah be expressive and be, yeah i and remember that we yelled with them yeah i to i totally remember that yeah and and so we would just we would just yell with them and then we'd have them hit again and then they would lay there and they would just cry. Yeah. And they would lay there and breathe like they just went to battle together or just lost a thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And then where they didn't even know that it could feel so good mm -hmm. to use their voice and to use their body their hands to hit mm -hmm. things or use something to hit something with. Yeah. And it was you built an incredible experience it was so incredible and it was something that i didn't even feel i had no idea what was going to come out but i just let them i let the hearts of the women i just i feel like i just like plugged into them mm -hmm. you know i just i was very aware of plugging into them and saying like okay of the tools that i have and the things that i know and then also what they need yeah do I have the ability to discern what they need in this moment? Because this was a very honest group of women as well. And they but were willing. But sometimes you just know 
that there's there's chances and there's there you know when there's like an idea of something that you should do and then there's something when there's a fire in your belly mm-hmm. that you can't not do this and you're wi- like you were willing to risk looking crazy mm-hmm. for everybody to be um no we're not going to do this mm-hmm. yeah right there there mm-hmm. was absolutely a place where people didn't have to participate or they Mm -hmm. could have thought that it was really weird Mm -hmm. and not do it because it was completely unorthodox and not something, I mean, we were kicking and punching, but it was nothing like this. Yeah. And you, you literally just created a space for women to express Mm -hmm. some things that were going on inside of them that a lot of them just didn't even know was there. And it was purely movement and it was purely, experiential I mean it was Mm -hmm. it was experiential fitness I mean we talk about that's what we do now but that was seven years ago Mm -hmm. it was physical comma therapy yeah really it was physical therapy yeah and and there was no conversation there were no words and that's what what that was the coolest part about it is that I didn't even have to say you're doing this and when you do this, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then after this, then this is what's going to happen. And you need to do this if it, if this happens. And we need to do, right? There wasn't this super cautious approach to it because I knew that they would be safe. I knew. Yeah. I knew without a doubt. Yeah. I knew that some would get really rowdy. I knew that some had been waiting their entire lives to open their <laughs> yeah. mouth and let this roar come out of their yeah. belly. Yeah. And... I just, I, I knew it. And so, yeah, like you said, that's a, that's a really, that's a perfect picture. Just like this fire in my belly where I was like, I can't not do this. Mm-hmm. I can't not, like I have to do this. Yeah. And so after that night, I remember like you and I going, what <laughs> the heck? Because them laying on the floor, we're standing there and I'm looking at you and you're looking at me and we're like, okay, can we recreate this? Is this just something for these women? Was it just for this class? And we both were like, absolutely not. Yeah, we got to do it in the morning. We have to do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. We did it in the morning. And then after we did it in the morning, we were like, we need to do a full well, day of in this. The morning, so remember, so that morning you had, I think oh, you had yes, gone yes, into yes. work early. So you were already at work. And I remember that morning waking up from a dream Mm, mm -hmm. and in the dream, there was nobody, there was nobody in the dream. It was really just a statement, which is sometimes how my dreams are. This was before we were going in for class. I I remember this. I remember because I think we carpooled and you, I pulled up, you, you were in the passenger seat and you're like, go ahead, go in and get the thing set up. You're like, I, I had this dream and I, I need to like write some things down. I need to get some things out of my brain. And I was like, okay. And you're like, okay. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I or I showed up see. or something. And I remember coming in and saying, I need you to give me a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the whiteboard and mm-hmm. I need to, my brain functions really well at a whiteboard. I feel like I can get some things out, but I had woken up from a dream. I remember this. And in gosh. the dream, there was a single statement. I don't know. No, I don't know who said it in the dream. There wasn't a person there. I just woke up with the statement in my head that the the sentence was there has to be a shift. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being so profound. And I knew that it 
I knew that it had to do with what you had created that night, mm-hmm. the night before. And so I came in and I just said, I feel like I don't think I knew that it was called an acronym, but I, I remember I, you saying like, <laughs> it's one of those things that like, and we couldn't figure it out. Is it an analog or a, uh, a syllable? Uh, uh, a, I don't know what this is. I was not very good at English. <laughs> it was an acronym. I know an that acronym. that's what it is now. Yep. And it was an acronym. So I, but I didn't know exactly what the acronym was. So I remember going into, you had the girls in another room and I had, I was in, uh, I was in the other room at the whiteboard and I knew that the acronym was the word shift mm-hmm. and it had to do with the lies. And so it came out so fast. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even have to think about it, mm-hmm. which, I, which I think is probably the coolest part of this experience that we offer is that it literally came from our butts, butts. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled it. I pulled it right out of our butts. I was thinking about brain and guts. <laughs> you should come to shift. We pulled it out of our we butts. Pulled it, we pulled it out of our butts. We know exactly what we're doing. Oh my gosh. I was thinking about brain and guts and it just came out butts. It came out butts. <laughs> Classic. Oh my gosh. Okay. Come back. I know when you said that, I'm like, should I go along with that? <laughs> no. Or should I be like, that doesn't sound doesn't sound great (laughs) we definitely should not edit that out though no of course not um so it came out of your guts like and your heart of knowing and then it came out of a dream and the acronym was basically when when we look at the lies it's really important for us we can't we have to stop denying them Mm -hmm. right we we have to give attention to the way that we're living yes And so it was the whole the whole shift event, I guess, was the S stood for see it. So Mm -hmm. be able to to see what it was. So there's there's an experience of writing it down Mm -hmm. and a conversation. yeah, Yeah. Of hearing it. And again, this experience has evolved from one hour and a half to like five days now right I mean it's <laughs> it's evolved and so then then the H was to hear it so being able to hear what that lie mm-hmm. sounded like or who it came from and that mm-hmm. that voice or that person or that place that mm-hmm. we learned it from and then the I was to allow them to be indignant about where those lies have stolen parts of their stories Mm -hmm. or ruined relationships or dreams. Mm -hmm. But then also there was, it wasn't all about like looking at only the lies. There was having to look at the other side. So then the eye also had a secondary place of it being, being inspired by seeing them and deciding I'm going to live differently. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the F was to feel it. Mm hmm. And to be able to actually feel it in our bodies with that expression that you gave them to feel what that lie feels like, but then also be indignant about it and feel what it felt like to be indignant about it. But then the F has then also evolved for evolved now of what are we fighting for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Instead of all of these things that we're fighting against, we're just trying not to be something. What are we fighting for? Yeah, exactly. And then the T was replacing the lies with truth mm-hmm. that will create eventual transformation, yes. right? Because yeah. we're not looking at the lie for behavior modification. We're, we're really looking at transformation. Mm-hmm. And 
So it was a very transformative process. And that acronym just came right out and we just called that day shift. And then we did it again with Mm -hmm. the girls in the morning. And then I remember, I don't, I don't know if you looked at me or I looked at you or we both looked at each other and knew that, oh my gosh, we need to give this Mm -hmm. more time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely were. So then we did one that was a couple hours. Yeah. Well, because the, what had happened was the, we realized how many, what was important about our program. Our program was absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Camp 17 was awesome. Um, and it was very digestible, but yet also like shook people awake, um, which was so great. And then our experiences and our workshops just kept getting deeper Mm -hmm. and not deeper as in like scary, Mm -hmm. but like very transformative. Mm -hmm. And this was, I feel like our first step in that direction. It was already so different from a boot camp, your typical boot camp, because we weren't weighing them, we weren't measuring them. There's nothing wrong with weighing and measuring and doing all that, right? But so often, that is what a boot camp Mm -hmm. is. You know, we're gonna, they're gonna come in. That's what health is. Yes, we're gonna kick their butt um, and we're going to uh, measure and put them on a diet and we're gonna get these drastic changes, right? And we knew that the heart was something so important to consider. Mm -hmm. And so- when we started doing that and then with an experience, the things that the experience let like come to the surface, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, how do we now, what do we do from here? You know, not because we didn't know what to do, but because we know th- that something needed to happen. We needed to do something because if we just found a tool that helped dig up all these weeds, mm-hmm. what what happens next yeah. because not only do we have i didn't feel obligated i felt very honored to yeah and inspired yeah, yeah to explore we were just like whoa okay these are things that we are and can apply to ourselves as well and so these women just they finished obviously the six weeks with us and it was incredible and then we did we made a uh it was like maybe four hours yeah. i remember it wasn't as long because then we thought oh my gosh we need like eight hours well i remember we did we we added in a few other things because we i remember us having a lunch break but then being kind of worried that people weren't going to come back from the lunch break <laughs> yeah so I'm like, but do you remember? <laughs> I I'm I'm I keep getting I'm getting flashbacks. But do you remember all those ladies? We probably had thirty ladies sitting in the room, and we just had them all put their hands on their bellies. Oh yes, and the tears. Oh my gosh, it was, it was so sacred. I feel like we've had so many sacred moments of just being so feeling so honored to be in the room mm-hmm. with what was happening that wasn't you know so many things that happened were never things that we planned for no you know it wasn't you know we didn't go read a bunch of books to figure out a bunch of stuff how to like do this it Mm -hmm. just happened and then it just kept happening and then we added Mm -hmm. more things and then there then there was the then there was the wondering of okay what is happening here? Because this is incredible. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we had these women put their hands on their bellies and you had you know, them apologize. To, yeah. Apologize to their, to their bellies. stomachs. And it was, I mean, women were just weeping. Uh huh. 
weeping and weeping and weeping yeah. and weeping and nobody was talking out loud nobody was sharing anything mm -hmm. nobody was like telling a story it was all just them with themselves and it was so precious and so healing for mm -hmm. so many of them mm -hmm. and then I remembered we brought them in and we just laid them on the floor and this was like really early days of anything with breath and we were just like well let's just have them work on breathing I don't mm -hmm. even know that it was it I was, don't even know like that it was nasal breathing I think it was just like let's work on it was it was making breathing and making a sound yeah so I had them breathe <sighs> together yeah. yeah and then it was sigh or sigh and then one person sighed and then everybody broke out in this hysterical laughter do yeah. you remember that yes and like belly laughs yeah. like from like I mean I remember yeah. how deep the laughs were yeah. and then when everyone when we were done we just we knew that there were certain things you know and and you being the brain that you are. But I did not, I did not understand all I this know stuff that, I which know was that. the beauty part about it. The beautiful, the beauty part. That's the, the beauty, beauty part. part about That's it. That's the beauty part. That's a beauty part. There's <laughs> such a beauty part about it. Um, it was where, because you didn't, you have like this desire of like, I need to know. Yeah. I need to know more and I need to because I remember at that point too we were having them we were just beginning to explore like where energy is stored in the body yeah. and how it's stored in the yeah. body and how we can actually release it I remember conversations with that you know not only with art the sound and the vibration of yeah. like the sigh and positions that our body can lay in and the deep breath and it was it was very but then, with, simple we didn't at do that a lot point. of that but do you remember that one lady who while we were breathing and sighing she started having flashbacks of a really traumatic birth that mm -hmm. she had and she felt like I do remember that she just went through this whole thing and it was this amazing moment of healing where we literally were having them breathe as a group and mm -hmm. sigh and just <sighs> mm -hmm. like for all of you that are sitting there just take a big inhale in and then just <sighs> <sighs> It just feels really good. Your mm -hmm. shoulders drop and your mm -hmm. neck relaxes a little mm -hmm. bit. And you just, ah, you just settle in a little bit more. You become a little bit more present. Yeah. And we just did that. And then after that, then is when it really, then we knew after that day. Oh, and then, and then we had him do um, some, they covered a journal. They, mm -hmm. We brought out a bunch of magazines we and then let some, them be creative. Yeah, we did, uh, we did balling. We had them do some balling where it was, and this was kind of after this, I remember this workshop this weekend was, I, I, I would be interested to look back at like the day that we did the first two day shift or day shift, cause it was just a day. Yeah. And from the day that we did uh, all of that in, in I don't remember what it tribe it fast. was. It was fast, but I do remember there being because you knew about you know where the energy was stored in, in the different places, and I remember us exploring. <laughs> yeah, we, we had them on those on the yeah. big balls. Uh -huh. Remember, because we went to Target and Walmart yeah. and bought out every single yeah. Swiss ball that was ever yeah. brought to Southern Oregon at the time. I, I feel like, like these are way too high off the ground. This we is don't not need awesome. these. This does not feel safe. Uh, yeah, and then I remember us saying like okay like after we open them up and now you're opening them up to not only laughter 
and to some things, but we're also opening them up to creativity. And then yeah. we did, we gave them all journals and we had them cover their mm-hmm. journals. And they were just like social and snacked and mm-hmm. and, and did the journals. Mm-hmm. And they felt a little hungover yeah. because they were just like- That's where shift faced came from. Yep. <laughs> shift faced. Yep, that's Trump that's jam. exactly where yeah. it came from. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it was really interesting because obviously we didn't, we just fumbled through things and we, we just are always trying things and wondering, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, there's, there's just so many things out there that whether we've left them behind as a culture or, you know, it stopped being cool or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think I went on a journey again of wanting to understand because I do, there were so many things that were happening that I, that we weren't trying to do it was just stuff was happening and then wondering, oh my gosh, what just happened? Mm -hmm. And so I really, in my brain, wanted to go on a journey of, you know, why are tears so important? Why is it so hard for us to cry? Um, You know, there was things with the nervous system and with breath. And then I started really looking in and digging in some, just some old psychology where some of the older psychology um, like great names in psychology kind of sometimes got a little bit weird. And so yeah, we did through, yeah, like yeah. throw the baby out with the bathwater. But there was so many things that, that were happening there where, where psychology was involving the body. It was, a, there was more of a somatic experience mm-hmm. instead of just a, a medicated experience or mm-hmm. just a talking experience where at some point, I'm not, I mean, you could read about it. I don't remember, but at some point something happened where we just kind of left the body and just have gone into the mind Mm -hmm. and that alone and, and the dangers of that, Mm -hmm. not like, I mean, yes, it can be dangerous, but I'm not, again, that felt dramatic, but yeah. And I, I, I think that you're, you're spot on when you do look at the dangers of it because you're forgetting a, or leaving behind a very important piece to the puzzle. Yeah. And if, and then we're taught to deny it in the sense that is like, if anything goes wrong, it's not telling us to pay attention to something. So then our our thought or what we learn is it's not telling us something. It's telling us that, you know, something is broken and it just needs to be medicated and it can, it needs, there needs to be surgery or there needs to be, Mm -hmm. or there's this overarching conclusion of like, this is how it's going to be forever rather than being able to listen and how to listen to the body and what is happening. And that's, that's been lost. Or that the experiences of our life in the early parts of our lives might affect how we function as adults. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like so many, so many things that are just subconscious and automatic for us are because it's what we learned when we were little Mm -hmm. or even the things that we believe about ourselves. So many of those lies, like the ones that were up close where you had their eyes closed. So many of those are just subconscious Mm -hmm. and 95% of our going about the day is subconscious. Mm -hmm. We have this 5% of consciousness where we're actually there knowing what we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And 
not which is crazy it's wild it's really wild it's absolutely crazy yeah and so i think the more that we dove into this the more that it was hilarious i mean do you remember i i, I remember there were days where i would come home and i'd have you know a ball or so, and we were still over in the we didn't have our own space yet mm-hmm because I never wanted to have a gym again, you know. Yep, so of course. That yep. was completely off the track. Drag around seventy-five dead bodies. Yeah. So we're <laughs> we're or have to mop it. You ever try to mop a rubber floor? Oh, it's bad. It's brutal. It's bad. But God bless the girls that clean in here. I mean, yes. I am so grateful are, for that. We are blessed with some incredible. Oh my gosh, so incredible. Who, yeah. But th- those were the things. Like I didn't want to have to mop another rubber floor mm-hmm. and move the bags and worry about whether there was toilet paper and paper mm-hmm. towels. Like it was just those things about being a gym owner that I just once I sold my gym I just never thought that I would go back and do that mm-hmm. and here we are almost five years into our five years in September into this space mm-hmm. um, but but I remember bringing because 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 we were renting space so we were doing some of this crazy stuff in a different space which was kind of like maybe we need our own space because this mm-hmm. is kind of crazy you mm-hmm. know what are the neighbors gonna think so um <laughs> I remember like bringing home like a small like a bigger like medicine ball like a wall ball and and I remember saying to you okay I'm gonna try something Okay, and I might I'm gonna try some breathing things, and I'm gonna try some I'm gonna try this thing, and just don't laugh, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I might get up and like shake my body and move, and I just need you to just just let me do it, and I feel like it's gonna be really weird mm-hmm. because I knew that it felt weird, but it was old some old somatic therapies mm-hmm. of that were we, I was doing them differently because on a grand scale and what what the, what was happening just it just wouldn't have worked you know so it was just Mm -hmm. more these what ifs well I remember like not wanting to just sit on the couch and watch you do it I'm like well I'm gonna do it too (laughs) yeah you know like I you know I'm gonna do it too somebody wants to hop in and be like I'm gonna do something weird I'm gonna like lay back and I'm gonna breathe you just have to stop right there with me I'm gonna do something weird and I'm like (laughs) I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Where do I sign up? Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. So and, I, I and, remember. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and it was it was incredible. And we learned a lot of things and and just have have learned and grown along the way and have done mm-hmm. so many more shifts since I mean, I I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that we would have been able to count the amount of shifts and the amount of women who have gone through and even some men, cause we've had some co-ed um, mm-hmm. shift experiences, which we'd learned that did not work. It, yes. It needs, and it, it needs and to be it, a separation. It grew the mm-hmm. more that we, we learned, you know, you yeah. dove into these, the books and you did a lot of studying. We also found other people that were kind of along the same lines mm-hmm. as far as like uh, acknowledging the brilliance of, you know, the old psychology, but yet also, like you said, like not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. like really saying like, no, there's actually really good things yeah. here that we still need to pay attention to mm-hmm. now. And how can we do it? Not how can we do it inside the gym, but how can we, because it's, it's honestly, it's brilliant when you think about that you and I both work with the body mm-hmm. and we work with the body in different ways. Yeah. Right. And now being personal trainers and having a gym and running a program where we ask people to move their bodies and we're bringing back into the picture what has been forgotten Mm -hmm. and we're also not making it weird yeah right and so because 
you have the ability with even just like your education, your CrossFit background to bring a level of intensity that is appealing to the most fit of athletes, right? And what we're and doing, we're not, we're, it's not weird. No, it's not weird. It's not like, it doesn't feel weird and woo-woo-y. It's like definitely very practical. Yeah, and I feel like it can if you didn't have that that knowledge or that awareness of the body and you know because you and I being athletes you know in our own field like we know what it feels like when intensity comes into the picture and what happens in the mind Mm -hmm. but then it's like okay what's still living in the body that's influencing the mind yeah right what is still being harbored there that is influencing my mind when I go to do something hard Mm -hmm. or when things in life just get difficult yeah And so I think that that was one of the coolest things because it wasn't like we were tricking people, but we're definitely, we weren't like listing all the things that we were trying to get at or to try to reveal. Um, But we just knew that moving the body, breathing and doing these things would help people heal. And giving a place for expression, for stress expression, for Mm -hmm. sadness expression and allowing women to come in and basically unhouse all that had been housed for so long that they were mm-hmm. carrying around. Mm-hmm. And it, go, oh, ahead, go ahead. I think it was, I think it was really cool too, where I think there's been moments along the way where, you know, we're doing something and we're definitely doing something that is really hard to explain, but also, um, but also pretty unorthodox and a little mm-hmm. bit against the grain and, you know, not what, what a, you would do at a normal gym, mm-hmm. right? And <laughs> so I remember, close. yeah, I remember doing that and, you know, people asking about what we did at Shift and kind of being like, well, I mean, you know, I might do some of this and some of this. But then I remember somebody gave me a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. And this was years and years and years ago. And then one day I finally read it. And this, I probably read it It probably took me a year from the time she gave it to me. We had already started Shift. She had given me the book then for for me to read it. And I I only didn't read it because it was really thick. The pages were like really thin. The lettering was really small. And it was really, um, it was very scientific. Mm -hmm. And big books, small lettering, lots of pages is pretty intimidating to me. Even Mm -hmm. though I love to learn. It's just, it's intimidating. It's not as intimidating as it used to be. And so then when I read The Body Keeps the Score, and I, I remember like, having oh you gosh. like, I'm like, hey, can you read that out loud when we're yeah. in the same spaces together? Yeah. Yeah. And then you ended up reading it out loud mm-hmm. and it was, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it took me probably six months to get through the book because I'd mm-hmm. read one page and then I'd be sobbing my eyes out and write nine pages in my journal. And mm-hmm. so it took me a really long time to get through it, but it made what we were already doing make sense. Mm-hmm. So it helped you know, put more of a, not necessarily a stamp of approval, but what we're doing really matters and it's really important, right? But then we had all the crazy testimonials that Mm -hmm. started to happen from every shift that we did that were insane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, wild, wild, wild things. And I remember when, I don't even, I I don't recall how many shifts we did in the other gym, but I do know that, them being a part of our, our, you know, our six weeks, I remember there being two moments specifically when I was like, we need our own space because mm-hmm. in order to go where we want to go, 
or where this is going, not where we're like, oh yeah, we feel like this is like, this is where it's gonna go, mm-hmm. where it was going. I remember a lady hitting the bags and this was a couple tribes after this first initial mm-hmm. you know, shift implement. And I remember her hitting the bags, hitting the bags, hitting the bags. And I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And she hit the ground face down, put her hands around the back of her neck mm. and she started yelling like, stop, no, yeah. no. And I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what are what are we doing? And it wasn't like we've gone too far because I'm like, if this is here yeah, and this is where we can get, we need to learn about what's happening in her right now. And we can't be doing this inside of another gym where people are just here to do CrossFit. <laughs> and then here is this woman, you know, over in yeah. the corner. And then the other moment I remember was when we were upstairs in the classroom and we had done this really hard workout and this gal starts <laughs> talking about, um, this is awful to laugh at, like, but it's also very mm-hmm. horrible um, and funny. Um, I remember her talking about suicide mm-hmm. and she was uh, contemplating suicide, not at that time, but a, at a, a period in her life. And um, and we shared a wall with the gym who had CrossFit mm-hmm. classes going on the regular. And as this lady is sharing about this, there's 25 women in this very small mm-hmm. space. I don't even know the dimensions of but it. But she's it also saying in this, in this, she's sharing that, but she's also sharing that as she's going through Camp 17, for the first time in years, she really, she actually wants to be alive. Yeah. Which was the beautiful part. So she's sharing this with the room and everybody's in crying. Yes. And insert, this is a different woman. Insert. Yes. Insert this. Music starts next door and it is downstairs. Let, yeah. Yes. It is let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. From, I don't even know who sings that. Who sings it? Like but it was. Against the machine or something. It was like, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies. <laughs> and I was like, you and I were looking at each other. Nobody in the room heard it. Nobody. They were all we just so into this. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at Lou and I'm like, we need another space. <laughs> yeah. We need a space that is ours, that is safe, yeah. that is, and <sighs> it just brings me back to even the first part of the conversation that we've had, like, or that we had. At that point in time, we had just started business together. We had no money and it was just like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is what we need to do. And yeah. we need to just move on faith that this is, there is no doubt in my mind or no doubt in yours that this is where we were like created. We were created for this. Mm-hmm. This is, this is why we are here on earth. Yeah. And so without question, we weren't even making enough money at that point in time to pay rent in this, space. in this space. Yeah. And yet we did it anyway. And we had no equipment. We had, <laughs> we had like a couple, we had some punching bags. What did we had? We had some punch, punching bags and some, some like ropes, r- some really thin ropes and some hand targets for stuff. Uh-huh. That was all um, we had. Yeah, we had, oh, we had accumulated a couple of some sandbags. So we had some sandbags, right. but other than that, we didn't have anything. And then this space came open. Mm-hmm. We didn't have enough money, but we, we knew we had to have it. And so we jumped on it and opened in three weeks and, mm-hmm. Now we're busting at the seams. And, yeah, and it's great. And yeah. we need, but it was just a, it was a testament to like that, like even what you're saying, like the fire in the belly yeah. of like, we need, yeah. we need to be doing this. But what was happening 
Because I still think there's probably some people be like, wait a second, can you come back to these testimonials, please? Because <laughs> yes. you just said there was some crazy. But we would have these these moments where women would just allow themselves. I mean, I remember this one lady, we were doing an exercise and everybody was kind of laying on the ground and they were kind of done. And I remember she stood up and she was, she's probably six, one, six. I mean, she's a tall woman. Mm -hmm. And she just like opened her chest and her arms went out behind her and she just, ah, and she just yelled. Can I, can I say something to this? Cause I remember you standing up front, you had a microphone because there were a lot of people in the room and they all needed to hear you. And you were talking about discipline. Uh, discipline and punishment. Yes. And everyone's standing there and we had just kind of gone through this routine and then mm -hmm. we give them the opportunity to go through the routine as many times as they mm -hmm. need to and come yeah. back to places, right? So they have a lot of freedom in this time. And like Lou said, this this woman was tall, very, very tall woman, so definitely a presence for sure. And Lou had said, discipline is not punishment. But and some of you grew up. Yes. And discipline she was punishment. She stood up and she yelled so loud. Yeah. Where it was like that, whatever that was, unlocked something for her. Because it was so powerful, not only in the room for you and I, oh, who... It was like a holy moment. Yes. Yes. And then months later... Like a month later, she sent us an Instagram message and... Yeah, on IG. On, I, on the IG and said, I've been trying to get pregnant for 10 years. 10 years, folks. 10 years. And she was pregnant. Yep, she got pregnant. And she's now pregnant again. Yes. So she had she had had a son who was, I mean, he think it was like ten or eleven mm -hmm. at the time when she got pregnant, and then she had this baby, and she's having another baby. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this it just it it just I mean, it brought me to tears. It mm -hmm. was just it was crazy because what we're doing sometimes feels crazy, and some people are very much against it, and they're like, "This is weird," and mm -hmm. blah blah blah. But then you get a woman who just needed to allow herself to be expressive mm -hmm. and then she had a baby mm -hmm. you know or <clears throat> we have women who are on the regular at a chiropractor and they go through the event show up at the chiropractor the next day and he's like what did you just do mm -hmm. I haven't seen you in two weeks and your hips and your back are in full alignment and that doesn't happen because that's why you come in every week to get mm -hmm. adjusted and so now she knows when things start shifting in her hips, she knows that there's something going on in her heart, mm -hmm. you know, or women with chronic pain, a lot of women with insomnia, mm -hmm. a lot of women on sleep. We've, I mean, the amount of, of stories of women on, on sleep aids or just women who can't sleep, who come and do shift, who then just are sleeping like they've never slept before, but then knowing that, oh my gosh, my sleep's disrupted again, there's probably something going on in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so then being able to find those spaces and get connected enough to their bodies to know what's going on inside of them that's creating these mm -hmm. physical, physiological effects in their daily life, whether it be food digestion or physical pain or infertility or, you know, insomnia, etc. Can you maybe like geek out on that a little bit? Oh, on, on on just you know for for people like I know that people are listening to the podcast with um, they love to hear about what we do mm -hmm. and they this is just a, a another 
depth or another layer of what we do um, in the sense that is like, okay, yes, you have them hit stuff. Yes, you have them yell. But even then, like during the, during the workshop, you, you talk about things like yeah. you talk about like um, you talk about breath mm -hmm. and then what it does on a cellular level. Mm -hmm. You talk about the vagus nerve and breathing mm -hmm. and um, in certain ways, but then also how to stimulate the nerve and when the nerve is stimulated, what that does to mm -hmm. our bowels, what that yeah. does to our sex drive, what that does to um, a lot of other things. Can yeah. you, and I don't, I'm not thinking of anything yeah. specific, but I know people love great testimonies, but I would love for people when they even leave uh, or finish listening to yeah. this podcast that they just know something about the body um, that they didn't know before, yeah. right? Or they were like, whoa, like even just you talking about, okay, so how does somebody taking your workshop and you know yelling or hitting something, how does that make their back pain go away? Mm -hmm. What was happening before that? I don't that? know. Right? <laughs> doesn't make sense but it <laughs> happens <laughs> i wish that there were answers mm -hmm. you know i really do if you do there's if you want to go back to episode 16 we i take a deep dive into the vagus nerve mm -hmm. um but i i think one of the things i don't think i know one of the things that i am most passionate about is helping people understand how incredible their body is mm -hmm. and how incredible their physiology is and how you 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 cannot separate emotional and mental health from physical health mm -hmm. you cannot you cannot um, separate physical health from mental and emotional health. You cannot separate emotional health from mental and physical health. There's, there really is no getting around it, but we've lived in such a dichotomized space of like head and body, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's not a reality and we can't do it. And it's so, it, there's so much of, so many of the reasons that we're sick is because we have separated you know, what's happening to us in our daily lives at work or in the car or in traffic or in our marriages or with our children from what is happening in our bodies, mm -hmm. whether it's digestion or my inability to sleep or my inability to have an orgasm or my inability to digest my food or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, whether you've got irritable bowel things or your energy is really low or you've got a lot of brain fog or there's so many things if you want to know more about things those things again go back to episode 16 and we go a real deep dive into mm -hmm. the vagus nerve which really is the highway of the parasympathetic nervous system and that rest resting and digesting and so there's there's so much to our emotional and mental health and physical health that is affected by the regulation or the dysregulation of our nervous systems mm -hmm. which is our survival system that helps keep us alive mm -hmm. and helps us decipher between threat and non-threat mm -hmm. um but it can get really dysregulated and then you know the ways that we were raised and the things that we learned subconsciously from our parents that we just watched them do or believe we've you know taken on our parents fear or we've taken on there's a really incredible book um called uh it's not about it didn't start with you by mark wolin and he goes into generationally how generational trauma can affect us if you know, that generation or that part of the family maybe didn't talk about mm -hmm. something. And so, you know, your gen as a, as a woman, generations are in your womb, 
right? Generations start when you are an egg in your mom's womb. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening to your mom while you are, you know, what's happening to her when she's in the womb is affecting you and then generations afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's easier when you draw a picture, but because it can get really confusing. (laughs) Yeah. But five months into gestation is when the eggs are formed. So what's happening to grandma while mom is in the womb with the eggs in the womb, it affects generations afterwards. Yeah. So to make, to make that picture a little bit more clear. So like my mom, Mm -hmm. while she is in the womb of my grandmother, Mm -hmm. so my grandmother is alive. She's pregnant with my mom's mom's egg is five. Your mom's eggs start forming. Mm -hmm. I'm, I am in there. Mm -hmm. I'm in there before my mom is even born. Mm -hmm. I'm five months of her in her, in grandma's womb. I'm the eggs are affected. forming. Yeah. yeah. You got some fuzz on your face. Oh, do I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> picked it up from the thing and then right today. <laughs> hate for you to look silly on video. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, pal. Yeah. So you're being affected. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Yes. But, but the thing that's so important to remember is that, that our healing isn't just for us. Mm-hmm. It's for the generations that will come after us. Mm-hmm. And not just because they're watching us. No. No. You didn't watch your grandma while you were... No. While your mom was being formed in grandma's womb. That's what I feel like, though, sometimes is what people think. Like, because you hear that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we need to heal or we need to have an example. We need to set an example for, you know, our kids or the kids Absolutely. that are watching us, which is very true yes right um a lot of that is relational right Mm -hmm. but then you don't think that or you don't believe and as long as you don't believe it Mm -hmm. or right because there's that can go both ways as long as you don't believe it then it's not true but you might just be subconsciously living it and you have no idea that you even are exactly exactly but yet you're still struggling Mm -hmm. in relationship and in things and this goes down to not just things that you're predisposed to, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as like diseases like cancer or we're talking about like relational things, even fears, Mm -hmm. right? Where we Mm -hmm. can pick up those subconscious fears because we were in the womb and Mm -hmm. that affected our physiology Mm -hmm. or yeah, yes. And we feel like because that, you know, this genetic and this is going off on not, it's not a tangent because it's actually what we talk about in shift, which is incredible. But I, when you look at generationally and you think like, okay, genetically I have been passed down these genes and so now I am predisposed to all this so that means that I'm predetermined to have x y and z Mm -hmm. right and and so even just like what you're talking about like there is a way that we can change these things but we cannot deny the body while addressing them Mm -hmm. like there's actually I don't feel like there's any other way to do it besides with the body Mm -hmm. because it's through expression it's through even what we're talking about in this space when the ladies go and hit something and it's even from them believing that they you know can't be angry or there's anger that's just been repressed or suppressed 
over generations and that's been passed down right and so it's like well i'm not angry about anything well that's not healthy yeah like things should actually upset you you should be ang angry but how do i express the anger right and that is like the number one emotion that people feel very ashamed to feel yeah. especially women you know but it's emotion it's an emotion that lets other people see us and it shows people what matters to us Mm -hmm. And that emotion, that is the one that is when it is suppressed or when it is repressed, that has the greatest impact yeah. on our health. Yeah, that and sadness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and those, if you think about those two things, we feel very, we apologize when we feel sad or we apologize when, when we, we cry. cry. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. sorry. Sorry, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, or yeah. start crying, oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah. man, it's so, we don't necessarily have it backwards, it's but. It's just hard to watch. It is, yeah. it is because you know that when I know, when I'm angry, it affects people. Mm -hmm. When I'm sad, it also affects We're not talking about anger people. as raging. We're just talking about ang anger that is, yes. you know, because rage and anger are two different things. But that mm -hmm. anger being this, this makes me angry mm -hmm. and I'm still under control. I'm not out of control, but I'm expressing my passions and I'm expressing what matters to me. Mm -hmm. And when there's the difference between, you know, like, healthy anger mm -hmm. and then like even violence mm -hmm. and that is we should do another podcast on this <laughs> yes is uh is boundaries yeah you know it's like anger like healthy anger anger itself has boundaries mm -hmm. and so when it crosses the boundary it can look like rage yeah it can't look like rage it becomes rage yeah and or it it becomes violent yeah and so and that is where we feel like there's only the cliff to jump off of when yeah. it's like, no, it's actually not a cliff. We're not jumping off. Yeah. We're not blacking out. We are just expressing yeah. ourselves in a way that- An honesty in the moment. Yes, yeah. that calls people to attention. Yeah. But a lot of us, you know, feeling things was foreign. Mm -hmm. And so we don't, we don't know, we don't necessarily know how to express ourselves. Mm -hmm or even what we are feeling. But the more that we begin to get inside of our bodies and be aware of our bodies, of our feet on the ground and what it feels like to activate our glutes at the gym or being able to, to feel your breath or feel your heart rate or just feel your heart beating, mm -hmm. those, those things will help us connect more with what is going on in our hearts. Mm -hmm. But when we live in our minds all the time, our minds talk us out of feeling. Mm -hmm. When our minds are really, part of the job of the mind is to give our heart a voice. Mm -hmm. But so often when we live in our minds, we shut down our heart, we shut down our bodies, mm -hmm. and we live in our heads and that's a just it's just a really hard place to live mm -hmm. there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of inner critics in there there's mm -hmm. a lot of lies in there there's a lot of things that just aren't true there's a lot of everything needs to make sense when sometimes things need to not make sense and i just need to feel them mm -hmm. right and so i mean there's a there's a lot there i think we've kind of like gone off in this like great yeah. tangent that maybe we need to yeah cuz it is really our to. our heart for that day is for women to feel 
uh, uh, that they 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 leave feeling better understood mm-hmm. by themselves. Yeah. And so not by themselves as, as if they're alone, yeah. but they feel like they can understand themselves better. Mm-hmm. And because they do, and they learn to value emotion, they learn to value expression, mm-hmm. but then also become aware of what they struggle with yeah. as far as expression and emotion. And so we talk about that throughout the entire you know two days. And then also this, idea of it's not even idea it's the reality of like abandoning ourselves and what we do why we do it um what it looks like uh in relationship what it looks like it in in at work what it looks like just in our lives and how to and where that could actually where we can end up if we don't stay true to ourselves to our authentic self and so we also explore what that looks like um which is one of my most favorite things to talk about because it's something that i i struggled with um and still often struggle with just remembering that it's really important for me to be who I am, not just for me and my health, but also for those around me. Because when I am not truly who I am, I'm not living a lie, but I am leaving people, leading people to believe that I'm not who I say I am. And it's, it's, it's a very interesting um, journey when we take ladies through the two days and we get to see them uh, take a look at themselves literally, mm-hmm. figuratively, you know, yeah. um, and have them go through the entire, I mean, how many hours are they with us? They're like with about, us for, about 12. Well, yeah. in our two day. In our 12. two day. Yeah. But you're watching women come home inside their bodies. Mm-hmm. You're watching, and when we can come home inside of our bodies, we feel a little bit safer. And we feel when we feel safer, we can connect a little bit more. We're a little bit more creative. We can dream again. Mm-hmm. And so for some women, it's really just coming home. And then for other women, it's just learning to fight for themselves and learning to fight for their lives and learning to, you know, wake up to what they're passionate about and what they like mm-hmm. and maybe hearing their voice for the first time mm-hmm. or feeling powerful or feeling passionate or feeling like they have a purpose Mm -hmm. in life. And so there's such a a space of hope and excitement in the midst of this wrestle of, of moving from our head down into our bodies and then being in our bodies and then being inside of our hearts and then being a whole human Mm -hmm. in the mind, the heart and the body Mm -hmm. and treat it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And learning how to even treat themselves better. Mm -hmm. And even the process of acknowledging this frustration that we have as women with our bodies, whether it be the way it looks or what it has given us or what it doesn't give us. So whether we're able to bear children or we've had miscarriages or we, um, you know, it doesn't look the way that it looked once because Mm -hmm. I've had children or because I have neglected my health and wellness. And so I am overweight or because I was an athlete in school and I injured my knee and now it's labeled my bad knee Mm -hmm. or my stupid knee or, because that happened now everything else in your with your body um you just decide not to take care of it because it can't perform at the level that you wanted it to or um disowning parts of who you are and what you look like because they you don't find them attractive or beautiful or um that you look at 
other people and you wish that, you know, your legs were their legs yeah. or, or excuse me, their legs were your legs yeah. and, um, or even parts of your personality. Um, so reconnecting women to the body that they have. Yes. And not the reality of the body that they have. Exactly. And learning how to meet themselves in a place that looks like it's compassionate mm -hmm. and it's not, okay, I'm just like stuck with this thing. So I better, you know, treat it well yeah. or um, acknowledging the, the times in their life when they starved themselves. So they looked a certain way or so being providing this space where they can be honest and then come back to their selves and start speaking to themselves like they are a friend yeah and because they are a friend to themselves but some people don't even know how to do that yeah. because the relationship with themselves is so conditional mm -hmm. it's the relationship with their body is so conditional and so if we start there with ourselves and it's conditional it's not just conditional with ourselves it's conditional with our spouse. It's conditional with our children. It's conditional with our boss. It's conditional with our coworkers. It's, it's conditional all over because if you're not giving it to yourself, you're not really giving it to other people. Mm. And even though we feel like we do, you really don't. And so we have to start We're there. We're not in the capacity that we could. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I think that's one of the most beautiful things too. When ladies leave, they, they look at themselves and instead of seeing, you know, a fat pile of mistakes and, mm -hmm. uh, and regrets and they look at themselves and say like, whoa, this lady's been through a lot in her life mm -hmm. and she's been distracted by lies and she has been distracted by, uh, I mean, a lot of things. Right. And so, and now I'm going to go into my life and I'm going to better take care of her and give her grace when she makes mistakes. And I have tools now to help her when she falls. And I have ways in which that I can encourage her when she's feeling, you know, down and not have this big conclusion over our life and our body of like, okay, like my time is up. My glory days are over. Right. And so I think that's one of the most beautiful things about um, when ladies leave the two day. And then we also have a five day, yeah. too, which yeah. um, we haven't even begun to talk about. But yeah. well, um, it's <laughs> it's the same thing. It's more expanded, more movement, more time, more space. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of things. Yeah. 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 Well, for those of you that may be wondering, we've got a bunch of shift events throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And so we've got some different kinds of shifts happening. So if you go to our dropgym.com and you hit our 2023 events, you'll see a list of all sorts of other events that we have. Um, but there are a few uh, shift events, one coming up March 24th and 25th, one May 5th and 6th, one uh, September 15th and 16th, our five day, which we run twice a year in February and October. We have a five day coming up October 18th through the 22nd. Um, and then we have another shift, uh, November 10th and 11th. Mm -hmm. So you can go read about those. Some of them are a little bit different than others. And, uh, but that's kind of our shift of a calendar. If you want to come and join us for, for any of those mm -hmm. events, and experience this for yourself mm -hmm. and or bring a friend or pass this on to a friend who mm -hmm. you've done shift and you're you're ready for that so 
Yes. Yeah. I think I think that was I think that was a really helpful, you know, without giving giving everything away, but really the story and the history of how we came about, mm-hmm. you know, with this and moving from a two day and then expanding the two day to a five day mm-hmm. and which is was almost us condensing our eight weeks into seven days and then taking our two day and making it seven days and then mm-hmm. seven days was really hard for people. So we've you know, condense it into five days. And then we have a cool summit that once you've done our five day, you can come and do our summit, which we Mm -hmm. do in June or July Mm -hmm. and get to come back with the ladies that have all experienced this thing with us. And, and we really, we really do offer an experience with your body an experience with fitness, Mm -hmm. but ultimately teaching you to fight for yourself and to, you know, move better and breathe better and feel better in, Mm -hmm. in every area of your life. Yes. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can find us at dropgym.com. You can find Chantel on Instagram at Mm Chantel.Dayton. You can find me at Lou Crenshaw on Instagram. You can also find us at drop gym effect, which is our global community lots of teaching stuff on there. And mm-hmm. then you can also find our local gym community on drop gym Medford. Mm-hmm. If you want to come in and work out at the gym. Yep. Yeah. Lots of places to yeah. find us. We're everywhere. We would love if you, you know, I don't know. I think people like give reviews on, on podcasts and stuff. So then more yeah. people see it or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So maybe like give a review or share this. Don't worry about like reviewing it. it if you didn't like it. Okay. Yeah, totally. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> 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 maybe there could be some you know feedback that would be helpful places that we can yeah, improve yeah, yeah but send that in a private message okay thank yeah. you you could also although if you do have questions you could dm us or you could email us at hello at drop gym yeah most definitely yep yeah yes yeah. or so, join us for yeah come join us one for of our event. events yeah yep. come register come register go to our website and you can register and then come yep. and join us excellent yeah all right thanks for listening cheers. we'll see you later cheers cheers 